Are you ready? Oh, yeah! Strap yourselves in for the Gaming Hub. Your hosts, Tyler. You can't handle the truth. Graham. The force is strong. And Steven. You cannot be serious! Let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome to the Gaming Hub. This is episode number 159. I'm your host Tyler saying thank you so much for joining us. And I'm here with our co-host minus Steven this week who has a prior commitment. But I'm here with Graham. Graham, how are you doing? I'm doing quite well, thank you. And yes, in Steven's absence, I'll try to be the be the real negative one. No, um, he's going to be missed obviously, but uh, other than that, I'm doing good. I definitely got into a game that I've wanted to play for a while. And I just like I don't know if I'm gonna buy it, but then I went and I went on a splurge and I bought it, and that game was Mortal Kombat 11. Now before I got into it, because um, basically I had to download and all that stuff, so I watched a video on how Mortal Kombat 10 ended because I had that game when it pretty much when it first came out, which was I don't know a year ago, maybe even more, two years, I don't even quite remember. But I'm like, I don't really remember how it ended. So I watched that, and then I got into the game. And I didn't stop playing till I was over 50% done the story. I don't know how many hours that was, but I put in a lot of hours. And I am enjoying it. I'm glad I decided to get it. Um, the story, story's been great so far. It's kind of got this, like, Avengers kind of thing going on. Uh, I won't say any more than that, but it was kind of reminding me of like Avengers esque. Uh, but no, it's great. Um, I'm definitely not on no level be competitive or playing online. Although I did play some online matches and I might have won, but you know I didn't dominate or anything. Like that. I think he was just just as bad as I am. I think it was just a matter of who was more worse than the other one, and he was worse than me. But yeah, no, the game is fun. Uh, I I'm not quite sure about the fatalities how it works in the story mode i don't know maybe that's not a part of the story mode like i said i'm a little rusty with it um but yeah that game has been great played a little bit of overcooked 2 the new dlc and i played a little bit of trivial pursuit but definitely going to get back to mortal Kombat. i did play a little bit more and i'm probably like three quarters way through it so one more session and i'll be done and then maybe i'll take it online we'll see cool yeah, um, Trivial Pursuit's always fun, man. I, I know we talked about one of the last couple episodes, but uh, yeah, I always enjoy that. I've actually had a chance to play quite a bit of stuff last week or so. Played some Sea of Thieves again, so continuing to play that on a pretty regular basis now and having a good time with it. Continuing to level up. Working towards that, you know, Pirate Legend level where you can go start to do some of the other stuff. We did try to do one of the quest lines or whatever and just didn't get very far and ended up kind of rebooting and just going doing regular stuff. Anyway, then uh, we had a community event that that I put together and Stephen helped with. I'm just kidding. Stephen's listening to this, and I guarantee he's screaming at the radio right now. <laughs> I can but hear him. I know. So, no, Stephen was uh, nice enough to put that together. Did a great job with it. We played um, Jackbox uh, with, some, with some of our community last Saturday and had an absolute great time. Uh, it, was, it was a blast to play. And uh, I'll tell you, some of you all have... Some interesting imaginations. I'm just going to put it that way. <laughs> and we'll call it that. Uh, you have some very uh, interesting and um, creative 
imagination. So, but no, it was a lot of fun. And it's a chance to get to know you better. It's a chance for you to get to know us better, not just what you hear on the show. So I think, I think it's really cool. And we, we're definitely going to continue to do those. So thanks again to Steve for putting that together. Also, I played a little bit of Jeopardy and staying with that. <laughs> I know, staying with that game show theme, right? And, well, I mean, it's hard, though, not to when there's so many achievements in these games that are like 150 points a pop, you know, and they're not that hard to get. So I think I have to play one more game of it to, to unlock another 150-pointer. So, uh, but it, it's been pretty fun. I mean, it's just nice to waste time with that stuff. But the other game that I've gotten back into is Doom. And as we approach E3 now, we're just three weeks from tomorrow, Graham. Yeah, wow. We'll be arriving in Los Angeles for E3. So as we approach E3 and we start to see some of these games that uh, we're going to want to see there, like Doom Eternal, yep. games like that. And, you know, it's, it's making me go back and play some of these, some of the first iterations like Doom and... I'm gonna. We're gonna start getting into dying light a little bit here in the next week, to just as a refresher on that. So as we see the second one, we're able to sort of compare and contrast and see what's different, what's new, what's better, and where are they kind of gone with the vision since the first one. So, gonna be doing that as well. And uh, yeah, we'll um, continue. You know, I'm, I'm planning on just kind of continuing with those games. Uh, not going to take on too many others right now. I'm, I'm avoiding Rage 2, not because it's bad, just because I don't want to add another game to the backlog at the moment. Yeah, no, same here. I totally yeah. understand that. So, and we've had, to be honest, I mean, we've had a little bit of mixed feelings on it in the community. And some people like it, some people do not. And honestly, some people that I really expected would love it haven't which is sort of interesting. So I think that's a game though, where I'm going to get just as much out of it. If I play it, you know, five months from now on sale as I do today. So, yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree as well. Like when it first came out or well, not came out, but it was introduced, I was excited for it, but I'm to the point. I'm like, okay, if I buy this, who's, who knows how much I'm going to actually play it, especially when I have this mm -hmm. huge backlog. And I just said, I bought mortal Kombat 11. So, <laughs> I haven't been really uh, been really strict on my not buying, but uh, I'm going to stick to my guns on this one for now, anyways. For now, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, same here, and I, I don't anticipate buying a lot of new stuff until my mind gets changed totally at E3. Yes, I know. When we see yeah. it E3, we're like, okay, buying this, and buying this, and buying this. Yeah, we'll so do, I'll just pre-order like eight things. Yeah, as soon as they're like, and this is out next week, or this is out today, or whatever, yeah, I'll just be buying oh, crap yeah. left and right. Those announcements, my wall will be like, ah, no. I know. <laughs> so, but no, until next year. Right? But no, we're looking forward to going, and it'll be a lot of fun, even though we got some sad news this week about a game that won't be there. We'll get into that once we get yeah. into, into news. But before we get into uh, the business of the week, a uh, couple things. First... Promised Stephen that we would do a breakdown of uh, the, the baseball series that took place this week. Very quickly, everyone, I promise. Between his favorite team, the Angels, and my favorite team, the Twins. And I will tell you that, you know, it, in three games, the complete domination that was seen on the field. Three games. Yep. 
Well, two out of the three, but the two made up for the one that was completely unfair. Okay. And, but it was such a level of domination that, man, it's it's something that you haven't seen in quite some time. Wow. And, yeah, it's, uh, you know, the Twins uh, hit better, they pitch better, they feel the better. And the Angels just felt fortunate to be there um, and be taking part. So, you know, it was, it was fun. So but, from all this statistics and all this jargon you're saying – it sounds like uh, I'm not a big baseball like expert and all that stuff, but it sounds like the better team won, like clearly. Yeah, yeah very clearly. And, and we'll be interested to hear Stephen's take on that. Very Which soon. I'm sure we will. Very soon, I'm sure. So, <laughs> but anyway, you know, it was a good series, and the Twins did take two out of three. So I'm very thankful for that because I would never hear the end of it if they, <laughs> if they had gone the other way. You're more excited so, for that reason than actually the team actually I'm, winning. I'm more excited <laughs> to have like quiet time than anything else. But yeah, uh, other thing, Graham, and we're not going to get into spoilers or anything like that. But you know, there's there's an event coming on TV on Sunday night that. Has, huge you know is yeah and it's being looked forward to by a lot of people for a long time and of course it's none other than wwe's money in the bank pay-per-view yes i'm, I'm kidding it's game of thrones serious finale <laughs> i'm like oh is that what we're talking about <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> mm-hmm. now i think fans might have a debate as to which one of those two has better writing right now as i said it's true <laughs> i don't know but Give me a prediction, Graham. Who's sitting on the Iron Throne? If there is an Iron Throne. Uh, okay. At the end of it. Who's ruling the Seven Kingdoms? You know, I still think it's going to be John. Okay. But I know people, like, I've read a lot of articles. I'm, I'm avoiding the spoilers because I hear mm. the spoilers are out there. And people are like... What Game of Thrones has to do is have Jon Snow die. So I'm like, mm. I don't know about that. But Yeah, I don't know. But for me, I said it before. I'm going to stand by it because I got you know made fun of, mostly by Steven. Well, well we're having a good time with him because he's not here. But I said I think Bran is going to rule the Seven Kingdoms at the end. And I'm going to stand by it. Will it happen? Probably not. But Yeah, I agree with Steven I'll say that when he's not here. I won't say that when he's around. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I do. I, I think there's a good chance that they go that way. Um, otherwise, just having Bran just be there this season doesn't mean anything, you know? Yeah. He hasn't done a whole lot. But, anyway, we're not going to get into that. We have a whole other uh, special side show that we do for that to talk about Game of Thrones. So, all right. Uh, we'd love to have you join our community. And there's a couple of ways to do that. So you can go to Facebook, the Gaming Hub forums there. You can go to Twitch, TXH Gaming Hub, where we're broadcasting live right now, and and join there. From either of those places, you'll get a link to our Discord, where you can go take part in the conversation with the rest of our community. With E3 coming up soon, there's going to be a ton of conversation going on around video games and lots of other uh, fun and ridiculous things that you will see when you get there. But... Uh, also, if you are actually before I get into that, sorry, we have a YouTube page, the, uh, the Gaming Hub podcast on YouTube and uh, Twitter at TXH Gaming Hub. If you'd like to follow us there, if you'd like to support the community, we'd love to have you do that, too. And a couple different ways. 
you can go to Twitch, like I talked about, TXH Gaming Hub, and if you're an Amazon Prime member, you get a free Twitch Prime sub to use every single month, and if you choose to spend that on us, we'd really appreciate it. Otherwise, you can sub to our Twitch channel and support us for as little as $5 a month. Uh, the other way is through Patreon, which is honestly the better deal if you're actually going to be nice and gracious enough to spend and generous enough, so what I'm looking for to spend your hard-earned money to support our show and our community. But Patreon is a better option. A, Patreon doesn't take half of it. So there's that. And B, we got a chance to give you some really cool stuff in return just for supporting the community. So a few different options there. For as little as $2 a month, you get bonus content like bonus Game of Thrones episodes, like movie reviews. Uh, you're going to get a ton of content coming three time. All that so type much. of thing. A lot. Uh and for as little as $5 a month on Patreon, you get all of that plus at least one entry every single month, depending on which level you're at starting at five, to a Patreon-exclusive giveaway for $60 in gift cards to the console of your choice. And we'd love to have you take part there. It's growing. We're growing. The community has uh, really blown up in the last year. We've been so happy to see that. And we're excited about where we're going. Not just physically, Graham, to Los Angeles. <laughs> yep, real but, soon. Real soon. But we're excited about where we're going figuratively with the show in the future as well. And I, I think that we're going to be able to provide a lot better content, different types of content, and really continue to grow here over the next 12 months. And uh, as we head into 2020, make it the best year we've ever had. So, all right. Let's get into news. In the news. And Graham, I mentioned earlier that we heard of a game that's not coming to E3. And this one hurt me personally. It's the game I'm most looking forward to that was supposed to come out this year. It did break my heart when mm. I broke the news to you. I know. I thought of you when I saw it. Not in mm. a, oh, I'm going to make fun of you for it. I'm like, this I sucks. I know. And you remember my first response was very measured and mature. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so mature. <laughs> so We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. I may have said E3 is canceled. We're not going anymore. Of course, I'm kidding. But yes. Skull and Bones is not going to be in E3 and was delayed again until at least April or May of 2020. So what we know is that um, Ubisoft had like an investor call. They said they've got four games, four uh, titles coming out between now and the end of their fiscal year, which is, I think, the end of April next year, maybe the end of March. Yeah. So we know Ghost Recon is one of those. We don't know the other three yet. I will bet you anything. Our E3 prediction show is going to be on June 7th uh, when we're all together the first day in LA. But this isn't a prediction. I think this is kind of a given that Watch Dogs 3 is going to be one of those games. <gasps> I know. You must be excited. <laughs> and, and surprised too. Are you? No, okay. I'm more surprised that so. they're keeping this franchise going, but I don't know. <laughs> well, 2 was actually a pretty good game by all accounts. Yeah, it seems to be getting better with each iteration, so... and Well, you couldn't get worse after the first. The first one was <laughs> such a letdown. Yeah. And not, not necessarily that it was an awful game. It wasn't good, but they promised the world and yeah. dramatically under-delivered, and that is not a good recipe. Well, it's kind of a common occurrence with some of these games where they're just over ambitious. Like they promise you all this right away 
And then when we get it and it's not that, then they get backlash, which is deservingly so. Like, I think of one game, No Man's Sky comes to mind. Like, that was promised to be the greatest game ever and stuff like that. And then when it came out, it's like, it's not even what you said it would be. So, like, I see, like, Watch Dogs is very ambitious. Like, it's an interconnected world, and that, like, would demand a lot of, like, uh, like power in these games. Like, maybe the system couldn't handle I don't know. But it'd be exciting to see where uh, the third one goes with next-gen consoles or current-gen, like, whenever it comes out. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a, it's a guarantee now that this game is going to be a next-gen game, right? I mean, there's... You, you got to think that if you delay it this far, you're just going to say, let's just put it out on the next gen, next generation of consoles. Yeah. And that'll let them have the time to make it as good as they want it to be. They'll have the tech to make it as good as they want it to be. And I think it's best of all worlds. I remember being just absolutely bummed beyond belief when like South Park got delayed. Oh, yeah. And, and then again, when the next South Park got delayed numerous times remember Graham, i pre-ordered and division how, how many times yep. the division delayed so the first one yeah yeah um you remember Graham? i pre-ordered south park the fractured butthole in 2015 wow <laughs> was it 15 or was it 16 i don't i think it might have been 16 it was yeah. yeah it was our first e3 as a podcast i pre-ordered it there because it was supposed to come out that fall and i got it more than a year after I pre-ordered the game, and that back then you paid for it when you pre-ordered it. Mm-hmm. So like I had spent that sixty dollars for like fourteen months before the game came out, or actually more than that, sixteen months I think. But yeah, it's you know the the thing that's in common here is Ubisoft. What I've learned though, the the other game I was heartbroken about was um, Red Dead Two, because that was supposed to come out an entire year before Dead. But what I've learned since then is. A, we don't want these poor people to be, like, worked to death, you know, 100-hour weeks. We've learned a lot more about the gaming industry and just how it works on the inside, starting with uh, a book that we talk about a lot on the show, Blood, uh, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels. And then on top of that, just all the stories that have come out, things like that, about what actually goes on in these studios. Nobody wants that just to play a game a little bit earlier. Uh, two, we've seen too many times where a game gets rushed, Graham, and it's just not good. It's broken. It's all these things. I, yeah. I think, for example, Fallout 76 could have really benefited from having another year. Um, but, you know, I think in that case, they didn't have anything coming out, else coming out that fall, so they needed something to drive some revenue for them. Yeah, I agree. And that's what we don't want. So let's... You know, I, as, a, as somebody who's really, really excited for Skull and Bones, I am, I'm disappointed, but at the same time, I get it. Take the time you need to make a great game. But if you delay it three times, because this is, what, the second time now that they've delayed it significantly? Yeah, I think so. So, because this game was originally supposed to come out last fall. And, but now, if, if you delay it this many times and the game comes out and it sucks, I think it's fair game for us to call them on that. I just so... do. With what you said before, you're saying this is a next-gen release as well? Oh, yeah. I think there's no way this won't be at this point. It has to be. Yeah. Like, why would you delay it and then put it out on the Xbox One and the PS4? But, like... When the new consoles are coming out. You could do, like, the 
cross-gen where it carries between the two. Yeah, you can. I just don't want it to be like the the thing where it's just ported for the next gen and it just has next gen graphics, but not anything that next gen can really power behind it, you know? Yeah. I don't want it to be an Xbox One game that's just upscaled and visually for the for the Xbox Two or whatever they call it. Yeah. You know, if, if that makes sense. So No, it, it, it does make mm-hmm. sense for sure. And what I've heard about this game has been reported many times, and I really wanted to get hands-on with it at E3, and it's okay that we're not, but there's no, like, going on islands and exploring islands in this game currently. It's just all ship battles. Yeah, it's all ship battles. So the only time you're actually on land is when you're at, like, a pirate hub where you go to, like, customize and do things like that. So I, I don't know how extensive and deep of a game you can truly make when the ship battles is kind of all there is to it. Yeah, maybe that's a reason for the delay. Like, yeah, who knows, I hope right? so. I hope so. I, I hope it's designed to get it so that we can do some other things with the game and maybe they tested it and played it themselves and and just said, you know what, uh, this is missing something. And, and I, I hope that's the case because I, I swear there are some studios that don't do that. But, yeah, I mean, it, it sucks, Graham, but at the end of the day, it's probably the right move, yeah? Yeah, no, like, I would rather wait longer to have a game that's more finished or, like, doesn't have all these, like, real apparent holes in it. Because, like I said, if you're, this is your hard-earned money, and you could be buying multiple games, and you could be just buying this game. But no one wants to spend that kind of money and feel like they wish they didn't spend that money, and then they can't get it back, Sometimes you can get it back, but for the most part, you can't. So, yep, take your time, yeah. get it right. I have a ton of other games to keep me occupied and yep. busy and all that stuff. And if I need my pirate fill and sailing ships, I can play Sea of Thieves. Mm-hmm. And really, there's only one franchise that Ubisoft just never really delays, and that's Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. And that's where we see bugs sometimes is in Assassin's Creed. A lot of their other franchises come out and they're great games. Exception of Watch Dogs. Maybe a couple others. But for the most part, the other games are pretty good. So they know what they're doing and all that. And this is an ambitious new game. It's not like they're just building out something they've already done. I know there's rumors that they've taken a lot from like Black Flag in terms of ship combat. I don't know how much that's true or not. But this is yeah. an ambitious new thing. And sometimes ambitious is great, and sometimes it's not, you know? So, we'll see. Like, example, and this, we're going to go completely off track here from our outline, Graham. Sorry. You never do that. Nope. But there's rumors out there about the new Halo game, Infinite, that Halo Infinite's going to be a shared world game a la Destiny. Really? Yeah. And there, nothing is out there to back that up yet. Really. So... If that does happen, I feel like it's going to be kind of like a Fallout 76 backlash kind yeah, of thing. Where I'm worried about it. Give the fans what they want. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a franchise that they hold near and dear. And it, like if you go and you just flip it upside down and change into something that they don't want, then you're going to get backlash. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bethesda did it, and that should be even something for you to learn from. It's like, okay, Bethesda tried to do this with Fallout because Fallout's a huge franchise, and then they put this online only, and 
I, I didn't even know what the sales numbers are, but I'm sure it's not good. It's something that I'm sure Halo would like to avoid. Yeah, and I bet the sales numbers are okay for that game, but the retention numbers are not. Yeah. So it's true because yeah. I bought it and, and I don't play it. Yeah, same here. I have it. I've I don't play it at all. Yeah. So all right. But all right, let's move on. Happier news, Graham. Nintendo yesterday had a, had a direct for happy, Super happy, Mario happy. Maker 2. Yes, they did. And they introduced lots of new tools for designing levels. I'll let you get into those a little bit in a second. Um, talked about multiplayer modes a little bit. All that stuff. So break it down for us. Tell us what really kind of excited you. This game is not far away, by the way. It's coming out in the next month, right? Yeah. Like... So, <laughs> yeah. Talk about I... what, what's got you excited. Well, first, I, I didn't realize it was that close. Like, when I saw I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, that's, like, next month. But this Direct had a lot of information. I forget how long it was. It was just over 20 minutes, I think. And there was no easing into it whatsoever. Like, it was like, let's go. Let's talk about it. So, basically, when it opened up, it talked about the basics for people who didn't have it on the Wii U because nobody owned the Wii U. Basically, you have to go find a, a museum and and borrow it. No. Um, but, yeah, then it came out with the 3DS, but it was lacking some features as well and stuff like that. So, at the beginning, it showed you the basics, and then they're like, let's show what's new in it. So, what's new in it is just so many more features. Like, um, you can have little secret levels now. Like, you can control, like, the scrolling of the screen. And there's vertical scrolling now, so if you have a sub area, and people are hinting like, okay, this could be hinting that Super Mario 2 will be be like a level design, but that's basically the only one that's missing. They have Mario 1, Mario 3, Mario World, and then they have like 3D Mario. So they introduced slopes, which people wanted. Um, like I said, the water can raise at certain speeds and heights. And then you can do that with lava. And they have on and off switches. And those on and off switches could be used for like changing things on tracks. They brought a vehicle in it. So they just added so much stuff, like an angry sun. And overall, this game looks so fun. Oh, another thing, too. They have like a single player kind of aspect to it. So basically, you're not in there and you're like, I don't know what to do. I'm overwhelmed with all these options and stuff like that. And I don't know how deep that's going to be and how extensive it's going to be but it looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun for someone who like lacks the creativeness like me for example <laughs> like i did make some levels on it for the wii u and i had a lot of fun playing it but it seems like now this is more designed for playing online with people like you can do multiplayer up to four players co-op uh where you're working together or you're like against each other who are finishes first uh you can design a level together with a friend I'm, i think it's only two but th that's great because it will speed up the process and like i said it looks like it's going to be great for playing online like competitive like i'm excited for it hopefully we can get the community in on this and we can design some levels and we can play each other's levels and uh at the end of the direct uh, it was kind of a surprise. They're actually introducing a voucher thing where you can pay 100 bucks uh, American and you get a voucher for two games. And you don't have to use both vouchers at the same time. And you have a year. 
So basically, you could get it for Super Mario Maker 2, and we'll say uh, maybe the Pokemon game. They didn't announce that. They think it could be an E3 announcement because that game is going to be there big time, right? It's going to be a big part of it. But like for me, if it's kind of like for um, like uh, EA, not EA Access. um, What's the one? Uh, Game Pass. I'm not sure. Oh, Game Pass. Okay. Yeah. I mean, kind of. Yeah. Like, I mean, you're it, still spending a hundred bucks. It's not, you know. Yeah. Ten bucks and get a bunch of games, but yeah. But like, you can. It's a good deal, it, though. But yeah, no, it's a good deal because, and like I said, Nintendo are really strict on their prices, especially with digital. I know you can go to secondhand yeah. stores and get a copy for cheaper and stuff like that, but when you get digitally, it's usually full price. So with this voucher, you. I think you save maybe like forty dollars on like two, which that's that's not bad. So yeah. I don't know, Tyler. Does this well, give you any incentive? Do you have any? Well, kind of. I have a question for you first, though. So go ahead. On a Mario Maker, are you? Do you see yourself doing a lot of building there, or do you see yourself more downloading other people's courses and playing those? Okay, so I will do both. Um, I'll probably more play other people's levels. And like they have like a ranking system as well, so it does entice you to make your own levels. And with that, you can unlock like things for your avatar and design them and make it unique to the way you want. So it seems like the Nintendo was listening to what fans wanted and brought them that. And I know I missed a lot of features. I recommend people just go watch that Nintendo Direct. You're not going to be like watching videos people snapping their fingers and dressing up in weird costumes and just doing strange stuff it's it's all 100 percent super mario maker 2 gameplay and design and what it has to offer and it looks like a lot of fun yeah i mean i agree i i don't i'll be honest with you i don't know if i have the patience to do the building thing i don't, like, I don't know how long it takes or anything like it, it looks fun it's the type of thing that i would say looks really fun and then i'll start doing it and i'll just be like uh, i'd rather just be playing okay. this game Right now, you know? I'll tell you right now. Yeah. If I can do it, you can do it. Well, I'm not saying I can't do it. I'm just I'm just saying that, you know, I I feel like I get to the point where I'm just like, I'd rather just be playing it yeah. than building stuff for other people to play. I feel the same way about Forge and Halo. So it's not like a anti, you know, Mario thing or anything like that. It's It's literally just those modes. And it's... But for so many people out there, it gives them a chance to show oh. their creativity. The yeah. the Mario Championship they did, I think, two years ago with Mario Maker, where uh, they were using some of the hardest courses out there, and people were just blazing through this thing. Like, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. That's really fun. And they're doing another one this year, right, on the 8th, I think? Yes. So, Saturday, June 8th, they're doing another one that'll be streamed for everybody to watch. So, maybe we'll host some of that, or we'll be maybe we'll be hosting EA Play that day. I don't know. We'll see kind of how that day goes. But, yeah, I mean, those events are really cool and things like that. For people that love that building aspect, great. I mean, just because it's not for me doesn't mean it's not great and that it shouldn't be in there, you know? Yeah, and, like, you don't have to make it, like, a certain length or a certain that. Like, you could basically just do a little bit. I can tell you, Tyler, like, I did not spend a lot of time into designing, and I designed a few levels, and I had a lot of fun with it. And the thing is, when you design a level, you have to be able to beat it yourself for it to be uploaded. So you could spend a lot of time just trying to beat your own level. So it, it does give you a lot of that. But I'm 
definitely looking forward to people's creations. And I okay. know that you can make some insane, crazy levels where you got to bounce on this block to bounce here. And you just, because like I've watched some of those videos on YouTube and I'm like, I would, <laughs> I would have gave up a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, for the voucher thing, I think it's a great deal. Uh, the fact that you're not tied to games that are out right now, you can hang on to it for a year. Mm-hmm. It's not anything. I think that's great. And I looked while you were talking and, you know, Breath of the Wild on Switch is still 50 bucks, 40 bucks, a lot of different places. So, yep. like, they don't put games on sale that much. So this is great. I, I love it. Yeah, for sure. And, like, nobody knew that was coming. And it was just a thing that they put right at the end of the Nintendo Direct. And it's available, like, right now. It's not, like, coming... Because, you know, some people announce, oh, coming in July. And I'm like... Why do you have to wait till July when this is something that mm. can be right now? And they made it right now. And they didn't announce it, didn't say, okay, it's available right now. But I went on my Switch, and the option was there. And I saw on the forums, somebody said they bought eight already. I'm like, wow. That's a lot. Wow. <laughs> this, person, this person's ambitious. Yeah. But hey, all the power to them. But I will say, Grandma, uh, one more thing on Mario Maker. One of my first reactions to it was something that I actually felt bad about. I... Because I normally hate when this type of reaction comes out. You know how when there's something announced, there's always some people out there that have the most negative reaction possible, right? Yes. So anyway, when they said, like, you can only play other people's courses if you have Switch Online, my initial reaction to that was, you know, that's just it's very not Nintendo-like over time, you know? Yeah. Um. But I stopped myself almost immediately and I was just like, that's a really crappy way of looking at this because if I want to play anything multiplayer on Xbox or PlayStation, I need to have PS Plus or Xbox Live. Yep. Oh yeah, for sure. If I want to use Madden like um, custom rosters or in MLB The Show custom rosters, I need to have the online service. Yeah, there's time you basic. You can even use Netflix on Xbox Live or yeah. on Xbox unless you have that, Xbox Live. And that was ridiculous, but that, that was ridiculous. And they and they you know thankfully fixed that, but yeah, I mean for this though, it's a game that's for the platform, and it's you know something that you need online to do. So you should have Switch Online to do that. Yeah, I'm gonna say that because if I had that initial reaction, I promise some other people did too. Yeah, and they also said that some of the levels that you can download and play them offline, like other levels people have made. So, like, say if I'm going to go travel somewhere and I could download a bunch of levels and I could just play, like, Mario levels, like, on the way. And the thing is, like, there's millions and, like, I don't know about millions, but there's, we'll say millions. There's millions of levels out there and stuff that you can try. So it's not like you get tired of it and... Like, I played Super Mario World, and yeah. I, I would play that game forever. That game was amazing, all levels and all that stuff. So this is like a an endless Mario game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's really cool. And it is my favorite, you know, Nintendo franchise. So uh, good chance that I pick it up, if not to build, at least to play the crazy stuff people come up with. You're going to have to find your Switch, so, Tyler. You're going to have to... I know, I know. <laughs> I might try to find it for E3, because... That's a nice, easy way I can bring a console with. Yes, you know? I'll be bringing my Switch for sure. <clears throat> I'm not, I'm not going to be bringing the Xbox with. I can tell you that. 
<laughs> there will be I, no, no time. <laughs> I'm telling, no, there won't. And that's the thing. Like when I traveled for work before, I would always pack the Xbox One. Always. Like I'd roll clothes around and I'd, it would be like the centerpiece of the suitcase. And there'd be like clothes barricading it on each side so it wouldn't get hurt. Um, but yeah, I would always bring it. Hook it up in the hotel room. Messed it to do. I can stream Netflix off of it right to the TV. I can do whatever, play games, all that good stuff. But I, we're just not going to have time there. Yeah. And I, to be honest with you, Graham, I don't know how many games we're actually going to play there. Because if you want to play something, you say you want to play Mario Maker on the floor. Yes. Like, if we have an appointment for it, cool. You'll get in and probably be able to do that. But if you just want to stand in line to play it, uh, we'll see you later. <laughs> you guys aren't going to wait and watch me? <laughs> Not for like four hours while you stand in line, no. Well, I'm not gonna wait four hours. Not 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 for Mario Maker too. What would you wait for? F- you know, a lot of the bigger games have five hour waits. So what would you wait for five hours for this year? If I had to pick one, yep. Uh, maybe, maybe uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Okay, all right, that's fair. Yeah. Death Stranding. No, not a chance. You could have lied, Graham, and been like, you know, I would have, but it's not going to be there. Oh, yeah, I would, but unfortunately, <laughs> Tyler, Sony is, is yeah. not going to be there. I know. So, I, Graham, I, Graham, just watch. I that game's going to come out, and you're going to... joke about something that... <laughs> that game's going to come out, and you're going to love it. You're going to give it, like, 20 out of 10. It's going to be the greatest game of all time. You're, I can just see it already. I don't even know what would make it the greatest game of all time. Like, I I don't even know. Because, like, anytime anything about that game comes out, you just have this reaction of just like, Ugh. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so That's absolutely... It's probably going to be really good. But, you know, we'll wait and see. Yeah. I think the biggest problem is we don't really know what it's about yet. No, and this slow drip is just driving me crazy. It's like, yeah. show me a little bit. And every time they, like, announce or talk about it, they're like... Still have no idea what it's talking about. It's still like completely like well, abstract. Yeah. And... This is the one thing I'll give Sony some credit for though, because that's what they would have done again this year if they had been there. They would have shown us a little bit more of each of these things and been like coming someday. And <laughs> we all would have said, Great, but when are we actually gonna get it? Yeah. Cause I I have a feeling it would have turned into that sooner than later. Like where fans are like, hey, it looks awesome. When are we actually going to get it? There's still no excuse for Sony not being there. They can tell I mean, me all this. We don't have much to show, but I don't know. I'm not buying they it. They don't have to have a briefing. They can just be on the show floor. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. Anyway. All right. Uh, speaking of Sony, Graham, let these words sink in. Okay. Microsoft and Sony are teaming up to work together. No. I know. On cloud streaming technology. So Microsoft is going to share its uh, Azure. Is that how we say it? Yeah, I'm not sure. Azure. Uh, so, so, yeah, <laughs> I, we're butchering that, I'm sure. Apologies <laughs> to everybody. <clears throat> not a big PC guy. I like buying the console where everything's already put together and I'm good to go. Yes. But they're sharing that technology with Sony to use for cloud streaming services to just provide a more consistent quality experience across the board for gaming. And it's not like it's just Microsoft helping Sony. Sony's going to share things as well. Yeah, they're working together. Yeah, yeah. They're working together. 
Because Sony does a lot of things right that Microsoft doesn't do. And the first thing they could give them a class in is freaking PR for rolling out a new console. You know, it would be time relevant too, by the way. <laughs> that's coming. So uh, after the announcement, though, Phil Spencer, the head of Xbox, uh, VP of Xbox at this point, I think they call it, uh, tweeted out, uh, quote, excited about the opportunities ahead with Sony for us to pursue our mutual gaming ambitions and delight players around the world, end quote. Yeah. And, I mean, I think it's a good thing. Whenever you get these companies working together, for the last 12 months, we've seen more of it than we've seen in the previous probably decade. And we've seen it with the um, controllers and ways to make gaming more accessible to people with disabilities. And we've seen it with Nintendo and Xbox sharing a lot of things and kind of involving each other. And we've seen it with crossplay. So, you know, and some companies have come kicking and screaming for crossplay, and others oh, yeah. have come willingly. Yep. But, <clears throat> excuse me, we're seeing it happen more and more. So, thoughts, Graham? Like, where would you like to see this go? Oh, this is amazing. And I know this is about their cloud streaming and all that stuff. And I, like, I don't know, like, a lot about it. Like, most th- games I play is ones I've either downloaded or I own the physical disc. And I, I know you need a really good internet connection, which my internet connection is good enough. Uh, I know other people's aren't and stuff like that. But it is great that the two powerhouses are working together. Like, I don't know if this has something to do with Google Stadia coming out, and this is their big competition now. Sort of like, well, if I help you out and you help me out, maybe we can, like, help each other out and we can, like, be better than this Google Stadia. Uh, so, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know who approached who. Like, I don't know if Sony was like, you know, could need could use a little help with this, and Microsoft seems to be doing this, so maybe... So I don't know who initiated, but it's great that it happened. And they're like, no, I'm not showing you my, no, like that stuff, right? So like, yeah, let's work together. And it's not like they're really like sharing what their main system is and all that stuff. It's their cloud service and stuff like that. So if they can improve each other's and that, then I'm all for it. And like I said, this kind of opens the door to cross play, which people have been wanting for a long time. I keep seeing these shirts that people wear, these gaming things about trying to get to cross-play. So I think the developers and like the console makers and stuff like that, they know this is what the fans want. Because if you can bring the whole community together, like in, instead of segregating the PlayStation, the Xbox, Nintendo's kind of in their corner doing their own thing. But they're trying to break the mold with their streaming as well, right? So... If Xbox can stream Nintendo, then why can't PlayStation stream Nintendo and one big happy family? So I'm all for it. Yeah, I agree. I I don't see PlayStation ever budging and really doing anything like Xbox is doing with putting like you know PS uh, PSN on uh, yeah. Switch. They won't. They're they're the ones that kind of want to stay on their own, do their own thing, and I don't blame them. They have a giant lead on everybody else. So why share and play nice? You know. This, I think, though, is different. It, it helps everybody out. helps developers, too. And I wish they would work together to make, you know, the framework of development for the consoles a pretty easy thing across the board. I know there's going to be some differences, but let's make them as minimal, uh, minimally obstructive for developers as we can. Yeah. Developers I think, definitely like that. 
yeah, the more we can do that, the more we can help them, the better, the more they can just focus on making awesome games and not how to get them to work. You know, <clears throat> excuse me. Apologies, everyone. By the way, I'm getting, I'm either getting over a cold or I'm in the middle of a cold. I'm not sure. Hopefully the latter, <laughs> or hopefully the yeah. former of the two. I hope um, you <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. But, uh, yeah, and we had a question in Twitch just now. Well, preview, we're going to be doing a preview for Ubisoft here in the next five minutes or so. And our predictions for E3, though, will be on June 7th, live on Twitch. We'll have live video of that, and uh, that'll go out as episode one. 62 so that'll be in uh, a couple weeks and the nice thing about e3 too we usually post episodes normally throughout the year like the day after we record them occasionally two days after these will all be posted the exact same day literally within an hour of after we're done no rest for the wicked no no so yeah we'll be ready to go but before we get to preview it'll be soft let's talk about everybody's favorite developer and publisher, and that's Electronic Arts. And this is a story that came out last week. But I think it's still worth talking about. Because I think it shows, A, something interesting that they're thinking about, but B, just a total missing the point <laughs> of what's happening at the same time. And only EA can truly pull that off. So... Electronic Arts is thinking about changing its development and release strategy after Anthem's release performance. And so see what they're... Steven. <laughs> Hi, Steven. Hi. <laughs> Graham. Garbage. What they're... <laughs> what they're talking about doing is what they're calling soft launches of games. So what that means because a lot, so many games now are doing the the thing where it's like that shared experience, shared world experience. It's a live, evolving, living, breathing thing, you know, and all that stuff, right? Uh, yeah. Games as a service, we'll call it. Rather than just buying a game, paying 60 bucks and getting the game, popping the disc, and that's what it is, right? All right. So they're talking about doing what they're calling soft launches, which means that in certain regions... It'll launch first, and then they'll look at, you know, how does the game perform slash suck, and how do we need to fix it before we launch it for everyone that has Twitter. So, what do you think about that, Graham? Are you for staggered releases geographically for games? You know, it's one of those things where everybody wants it at the same time, and why does this person get it before this person but if it comes out to be a positive thing and it makes it better and we don't have these issues that Anthem's had and other games have had, then, you know, <laughs> I'd like to say that I'm all for it. But what if it's like, okay, I'm the one who's got to wait two weeks. And then meanwhile, like say you or somebody else is like, oh, they've been playing it and stuff like that. And then... It's kind of like when people stream it to on Twitch. Now they're getting it before other people and stuff like that. But so I, I don't know. There, maybe, there's the gram I know, by the way. Ever the optimist thinking it would only be two weeks difference. Like if they release that thing and then get it fixed before it goes out to somebody else, you're talking months. You're talking two months, not two weeks. Okay. So two months, like <laughs> Yeah. It's 
That's a long time. It is a long time, and you're going to get spoilers. You're going to see it on Twitch. You're going to see it on YouTube streaming and YouTube videos and yeah. all this other stuff, right? And I, I, I see too many issues. Yeah. So, great point brought up in chat that uh, we talked about last week, I think, or a week before, where put these like games as a service games out in early access first. And yeah. get it right and then do a giant launch. And that way, if you're in on early access, you pay maybe 40 instead of 60 so it doesn't hurt so much when you're playing something that's half broken. Yeah, and then you have a good excuse. It's like, well, yeah. it's still in the preview. <laughs> but you're part of the solution. Everyone's part of the solution at that point because you're giving your feedback to them. They're listening and making changes to make it better. Not reactionary, but on the front side so that when they do their quote full launch, it's good, you know? That's what they should be doing. But the other point I want to get to here is to me, this just shows it's so tone deaf on EA's part. And it's so like, I don't understand. Usually I try to find ways to like kind of sort of be, maybe not just, maybe just not be as hard on EA. And I don't want to say I'm in their corner, but if you think that the problem is how you released Anthem, you don't understand what's wrong with Anthem. Like Anthem plays great for what there is to do. But Graham, think, think Graham, if every time I asked you a question, I made you sit there for a minute, minute 20 seconds, while on Twitch I put up an image of a loading screen. <laughs> and then you could come and answer it after that. But then when I asked you a follow-up question, 10 seconds later, you had to do it again. <laughs> I would, I'd lose my mind. Yeah, that's what Anthem is. Right, the, the gunplay in the game, fantastic. The flying, really fun. The world, beautiful. The loading screens suck. Yes. The story is like, it almost makes Kingdom Hearts 3 look like a literary masterpiece. <laughs> and we all know what that is. <laughs> so. and, and then the end game is just not good. Like, I have no reason to go back to that game. The fact that, you know, at first it didn't bother me, but then I saw it more and more, and I'm with you. Uh, people in our community who said it to me. The lack of variety in the guns, all that stuff, that matters too. And for all the crap Sea of Thieves took, they had a whole lot more customization options and variety options available at launch than Anthem did. And they've only done gotten better since then. I mean, I'll tell you, like, Sea Thieves is super fun now. <laughs> I love it. We did get trolled a little bit last time we played, but it wasn't so bad. But I just, I think they're missing the point in a huge way about why this didn't work. The problem, though, is that EA views success and failure always in terms of dollars and not in feedback. Like, they would never continue... Or they would never do early access for a game like this because they'd see the dollars lost. Do you agree, Graham? Yeah, but they need to look behind that, beyond that. Like, it's your reputation, it's your fans, and if you know for certain that you're going to play a product and people are going to buy it, then isn't that worth, like, just, like, not being that way? <laughs> Like, like I, I don't get it. Like, to us, it makes sense. But to them, it's like, well, 
if we sell it for this much instead of this much, then we're going to lose this much. But then what if the next, say, of Anthem 2 comes out and then people are like, nope, not falling for that again. Well, then you, you're going to lose more money in the long run, but they don't see the big picture. I, I don't know. That, that's my take on it. Yeah, and I, I think, Graham, like, just on the topic of EA in general, I think people are too hard on EA in some way sometimes. And I think one of them is um, Ultimate Team in their sports games. I think people love to blame Ultimate Team for the fact that there aren't, like, 800 different modes in each of the EA sports games, and there's not, like, super revolutionary things taking place over here to make the game better. Ultimate Team's not why, Okay. Like, look at NHL, Graham. That's your favorite sports game. It's one of your favorite games, period. Yes. Like, this year they added the World of Chill. They added the um, NHL one, the ones, right? Yeah, they three added, on three. Yeah, three on three. All that stuff. That was all really, really fun. And the customization options went through the roof with that. And they still had Ultimate Team. The, the thing stopping, you know, in those games isn't Ultimate Team. It's the, the one-year development cycle. They can only do so much every year. Yes. You know, uh, Madden, for example, like people like to trash on Madden and they say Ultimate Team holds the game back and blah, blah, blah. Well, Madden's still, I think, the only franchise that still has connected franchise. Um, MLB got rid of it. Uh, to, to my knowledge, FIFA doesn't have it anymore. I could be wrong on that one, but I know NHL doesn't. So... It's not because of Ultimate Team. Ultimate Team is the reason that they still keep some of these games around and they still try to do new things. Madden, we got a single-player mode, story mode. It wasn't great, but we got one. NHL were rumored to get one this year. Really? I don't know if you heard that, yeah. No, I haven't. Yep. So, we've seen, I think, with the games that come out, the with sports games, and I know we've gotten off track here, but the, the improvements are incremental year by year, and I think you have to look at them in a, in a picture of, like, three years versus, or three to five years versus one year. And we've seen, in Madden, we've seen route running get better. We've seen the, the catching dynamics get better with the possession catch or the catch on the run or spectacular catch. And then we've seen the defensive parts of the game get better as well. And all that's kind of worked together. Although, Graham, I really would love to see NHL just fix puck pickup. That's my thing with that game. Drives me nuts. Yeah. Well, it, it, it does improve every year, but it hasn't... I'm not going to say perfect because it's never going to be perfect. But it always has its little issue, something like that. But it's come a long way in the last, I don't know, three years maybe. Remember when the physics were sometimes two people be like hitting the puck at the same time or whatever, and then the puck would just shoot down to the other ice and then come around the boards like so fast. It's like, hmm, got those physics you know, down, I see. Do you remember when they didn't have EASHL at all because it was a new console generation? Yes. You yes. know what that game's called? NHL 21. Graham, so enjoy this year. Don't don't say it, man. Don't say it. <laughs> it's not so, happening. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to happen. Even the best sports game out there, in my opinion, MLB The Show, released in May after the new consoles came out. April or, like, I think it was May. Two months into the season. Because they had to take extra time. So, yeah, NHL. And remember how NHL did it, Graham? <clears throat> like, they announced, like, a week before the game came out. That there's no EASHL in the game. 
Yes. After so many people pre-ordered it, that was so dirty. And, and their whole excuse, oh, we worked till the last second to try it again. BS, you did not. Yeah, I'm, I ain't buying it. You knew it was going to be in there. Like, no way. You don't send a game gold, like, you know, five days before release. You just don't. Anyway. All right, we're way off track. So let, let's go Way back. off track. Yeah. So anyway, EA, like, I, I think it's just, a, it's another way EA has just shown that they don't get it. And... They're not listening to fans. They're coming up with other excuses based on the, the money they see on spreadsheets in front of them. And that's just valuable to a point. They are running a business. But they have to listen to their fans. Like, so many people were excited for Anthem, including me. And it just sucks that it wasn't what it could have been. All right. Let's talk about Ubisoft. Eddie 3. Yes. So let's preview them. And they broke my heart this week. But I still love them. It's an abusive relationship that I keep going back for more. But I uh, I think we're going to see some good stuff from them. And one thing one thing that's fun about Ubisoft, Graham, is that they're never afraid to just dive into, like, the cringe. Yes. Like, with the guy taking out the podium. Yeah. Stuff like that, you know? <laughs> like... And having Aisha Tyler host the show, like, through, you know, three years in a row or whatever, which is three years too many. She wasn't um, there last year, though, was she? No, she was not. They focused more on developers last year, which I thought was awesome. Yeah. And she's always up there. She was just really awkward and weird. Nothing was as bad as Jamie Kennedy with, this is going back, like, 2008-ish, 2007. And if guys, if you've never seen this audience, uh, if you've never seen it, go Google it, look it up when he hosted, I don't remember, I think it was Activision maybe, then he hosted, and he was so, like, hammered, I don't know if it was alcohol, I don't know if it was some substances he was partaking in, or a mixture, but he was not all there. He spent the whole time just making fun of video game players. <laughs> That's a good and, place to do it. That's a good yeah. place. Yeah. So, and then the developers, like, got so sick of him, they started firing back at him. Like, <laughs> just, you know, because this is supposed to be their moment, right? It's like their Super Bowl. It's Christmas for video, you know, it's video game Christmas. So, but yeah, go back and watch that. But other than that, and some of the Nintendo ones, like, Ubisoft has always really embraced that cringy aspect that you see. And it makes it kind of fun. So last year they kicked off, remember, with the whole let's dance, dance into the auditorium type of thing. And that was all happening live, like on the streets of L.A., where you never quite know what's going to happen. So, and then they danced into the auditorium. We saw that. We saw, you know, a bunch of stuff. We saw Skull and Bones. We saw... A lot of stuff for, I keep wanting to say uh, Ghost Recon now, but it's uh, oh, Rainbow, we, Rainbow Six. Rainbow Six, Six. yep. Yep. We, we so, also saw Beyond Good and Evil 2. Yep, which I think, we, we have to see that again this year, right? Oh yeah, I would say, for sure. No I, I, release date though, no. I would imagine. No, um, probably not. So again, not, not a prediction... Well, I guess kind of, but I'm not going to count it as an official one. Uh, the earliest we see Beyond Good and Evil 2 is 2021. That's my that's my opinion. I think it's that far away. 
Yeah, from what they but, showed, it didn't seem like they're close to being ready or anything like that. So you could be right. But, Graham, I'll tell you that I've seen some people say that got a chance to go behind closed doors and actually see that game last year. That what we saw in the Ubisoft presser doesn't do it justice. That it is legit one of the best upcoming games there are. Or there is. So, Interesting. Yeah. Like it's the, like I've I've seen a few people say they put it in their top like three most anticipated games and that includes Cyberpunk in that top three with it. Wow, like, yeah. So they're saying it looks that good. So I would love to get a chance to see it this year uh, behind closed doors. We'll see if that occurs, and if we and if we do and we can, we'll share it with you. Well, at least what we see, we probably will share video, but we'll be able to share what we saw. I'll have a camera. I'll, I'll wear like a big hat like Homer did in that one episode <laughs> with the camera in it. <laughs> there you go. There They'll you never go. know. They'll never know a thing. Yep. So we we just saw the new Ghost Recon uh, Breakpoint, right? Yes. And every time I hear it, I want to say Point Break, and I don't know why. <laughs> but, but anyway, uh, Ghost Recon, and I, well, we're going to see a ton of that. During their their briefing this year, no doubt. Yes. And the game's coming out in October, so it's probably their closest launch. But now, Graham, do you think they're going to have another game that's coming out this year? It's got to be at least one, right? Yes. um, I don't want to get too deep into predictions, but I think... No, don't get specific, but... Okay, yeah, no, I, I think there will be one announced, like maybe a sequel to a game they've done before. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure they're going to show some Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah. I, they're still supporting that heavily. I don't think there's going to be a new one of those coming out for a while. Cause why would you, when you're making money off this and you still got like people playing it and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure they'll have some like that. I'm trying to think what other games you might have some DLC for. We did say Watch Dogs 3. I'm sure that's going to be a big one. That's not a prediction yeah. because it's pretty much mm-hmm. known. It's been known for a while. So, um, And yeah. I think we might see a release date for that one. And it could be could be late this year or early yeah. next year. I, I agree. Um, I think really good chance that we see... Um, one of the two of either the South Park guys on stage again to talk about wrapping up the trilogy or... Oh, yeah? Yeah, or we see... And that doesn't mean it'll be out this year or next. I mean, that (laughs) could be be 2025 for all we know. But, you know, we'll see them. But the other one I think we could see is uh, Steve. Yes. Or somewhere along the sign... uh, Somewhere along... I don't even know where lines. Lines. Wow. (laughs) Words are hard. Yes, somewhere along those lines, I think it's going to be more maybe summer games, like extreme sports. Okay. So basically it's like extreme sports. And if they do the mountains and the snow and the skiing thing again, I think that's going to be a misstep on their part. Not saying there's so no for all. So what you're saying, Graham, misstep. is that for all the people that so badly just want EA to make the next skate game, that we're gonna get everything but that, right? We're gonna get that like, sessions, sessions game that we saw yeah. last year, and then we're gonna get like steep with some, you know, summertime action sports, 
in there. So we're going to get everything but the actual skate game. Basically. Okay. Um, that, that definitely sounds like EA. Like, hey, everybody wants this? Screw you. Here's, yeah. you know. I mean, if they can do, like, here's where I will agree with the people who say Ultimate Team. Because, uh, you know, it's bad. Because Ultimate Team does drive decisions. And of what games to make. And I think if there's a way to do Ultimate Team in a skate game, it would have been done by now. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, what else from Ubisoft? They usually put on a pretty good show. Yeah. And last year, I thought they actually did a really good job. Thought Beyond Good and Evil Two looked very good. I thought Skull Molds looked fantastic. Oh yeah, that was that was huge. It's you know, it's probably they're probably regretting not being able to have uh, Skull and Bones there. Like, I don't know, because it's so far down that they don't want the hype be there. Because I'm sure they could show some kind of video or something like that. So maybe they they want to kind of go away and not be in the spotlight because it's 2021. I don't know. Yeah, I'm well, not going to say that for sure, but... We know there's no Assassin's Creed this year. We know that. Yeah. So don't get your hopes up for that. We I, I would also caution everybody, you know, we know there's four titles. We know Ghost Recon's one of them. So there's three more. I would bet one of them is Watch Dogs. So for the other two, don't get set on the idea that they're all going to be super huge. Triple A. Now, would, you, would Just Dance fall in that category? No, it's not. It's not included in that. Okay. Because they said unannounced titles, I think. Yes. I don't, I don't remember. So, anyway. Uh, Just Dance is not qualified. But don't expect the the ones we haven't heard of yet to be huge triple a things so everybody's going to expect these monstrously huge games we could see something along the lines of like rabbits or you know something like that yeah that's what i was gonna say earlier yeah. and if, uh, if not rabbits like on the same scale and the same type of thing you know what i mean yeah like yeah i i think there's a very good chance we see that but now it takes us to we're not going to predict yes or no gram we'll leave that because i'm sure somebody's gonna have a prediction about it in three weeks but there are the rumors flying that Splinter Cell <laughs> will be one yes. of those games. And there was a little bit of a Twitter controversy this week involving that, where uh, Ubisoft's what, CEO, right? Yeah. Uh, tweeted out about it, and Ubisoft PR had to come kind of come back and be like, no, he's just kidding. You know how he gets. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. it seemed very damage control to me, but we'll see. We'll yeah. see uh, in a few short weeks. Definitely will. And I, I kind of agree that too. And I don't know if the whole thing is just like him saying that and then the other guy saying, oh, he, he's just trolling you or whatever, just messing around. Like overall, maybe they're both messing around with us and it is coming out. So yeah. good on them. But now that it's out there and everybody's thinking and everybody's talking to him, if it doesn't come out, a lot of people are going to be like, that's that's just cruel. So, I don't know. Graham, can you, can you just go to Walmart in Canada and tell them not to ruin the whole <laughs> damn thing this year? Yeah, I'll, I'll, go, there, I'll go there tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> I'll go to the highest this, up and I'll tell them. <laughs> wasn't it right around this time last year that that happened? Yes, yep. Yeah. I, I would say. So. All right. <laughs> anyway, that, that does it for our E3 preview at Ubisoft. And, you know, next week we'll talk about Nintendo. Steven will be back. Steven and Graham are probably the two most excited for that one. The big A. Yep. You know, they'll have their their direct again, which will probably be very good. 
you know, I thought last year they maybe spent a little too much time on one game, but you know, it was fine. It was good. And, you know, we'll talk about what we expect to see from them this year at E3. All right. That does it for news, everybody. Now Let's head into stores. releases. We'll start with Xbox. You can get Team Sonic Racing on the 21st, The Last Door Complete Edition on the 22nd, and American Fugitive on the 24th. Games with Gold, The Marooners, you can still get through the 30th. The Golf Club 2019, starting, I think, today through the 31st. And if you're a fan of golf video games, this is very much a simulation game. It's not arcadey, it's not that forgiving, but it is fun. That's through the 31st. Cosmic Jumper, also through the 31st via backwards compatibility. Steven, I mean, Graham, what can we get on PlayStation? Okay, so on PlayStation, you can also get Team Sonic Racing on the 21st. And one of my favorites, that's not true, I'm lying, don't believe me. And that is Killing Floor Double Feature. Yay. <laughs> that is on the 21st. Graham. What? Why did you not like that game? I I I don't I thought it was stupid. <laughs> maybe maybe God. that's the Stephen game was stupid. No, <laughs> uh, I, I just didn't enjoy it. It was kind of like a zombie horde thing to keep coming at you, mow it down, and I, I don't yeah. know. It but it had Christmas music and it had Krampus. Yeah, like how do you not enjoy that? Bah, it, was, it was the holiday. Bah, it's time. Bah, bah. It's time to have holiday spirit. Bah, and, and you bah. went Grinch on the whole thing, Graham. I totally did. All right. I, I, Keep I going. I don't regret who I am. And then <laughs> also on the 21st, you can get Slay the Spire. Now, this is something I'm not used to, saying what free games you get per month. But Nintendo, you do through Nintendo Online. But we won't go into that. So let's stick to PS Plus games. You can get What Remains of Edith Finch and also overcooked so let's throw this over to graham for nintendo Re well thank you graham uh yes so for nintendo releases on may 21st wait oh yep you can also get team sonic racing so on all systems uh not cross-platform yet maybe in the future and then also on the 21st uh, i'm gonna list off a few games because i figured why would i pick one resident evil when Clearly, the best one is Resident Evil 4, but that's a debate for later. But you can get Resident Evil 0, Resident Evil, Resident Evil 4 HD, Resident Evil Origins Collection, uh, Origins Collection, and that is the 21st, like I said. And then as well, you mean oranges? Oranges, yeah. yeah. The Oranges Collection. We got tangerines, man. No. Uh, <laughs> so finally, on the 21st, you can get Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered. So I think there's some pretty solid games there from Nintendo Switch. Recommend uh, Assassin's Creed 3 and Resident Evil 4. And that's so it. So tell me, community, you know, tell, correct me if I'm wrong. Is there is there a huge, you know, clamoring for Assassin's Creed 3 remastered? I, I'm really curious because I that's the one game I played and I was just like, I just, I'm not feeling it. Oh, really? Yep. You know, and I love that period of history. So... For me to not love that was, it took something, and I just wasn't feeling it at all. I much prefer the more recent games to that. But, you know, if, if you think I'm wrong, tell me, tell us, uh, yes. gaminghubpodcast at gmail.com, or uh, leave a comment on Twitch. Never hesitate to tell Tyler he's wrong, or Steve, yeah. or me, you know. <laughs> so, Can't be yeah, right all just, the time. 
you know, I just, I just want to see what people love about it. Because it's okay to love it. Like, nothing wrong with that. That's awesome. I just want to know what you love about it. So, all right. With that, let's go into questions. And I'll play the role of Steven for questions. Fan mail. Okay. We'll start with uh, Revan54. What game have you beat the most times through? And how many times? How many times is too many times? So, for me, there's not a lot of games that I've went through. Uh, I'm trying to think the one I probably went through most was probably like Super Mario World. And is there such thing as too many? Not, not really. You're still enjoying it and stuff like that. Even though there's other games that you could be playing that you've never played. But as long as you're enjoying it, keep on going, keep on rocking in the free world, play that game over and over. But as far as the only thing I can think about the game that I beat, like went through and beat again, would be Super Mario World. If I think of anything else, I'll uh, I'll let you know before we're done here. Okay. Uh, for me, it's probably either Halo, Halo. C, <laughs> Halo C or Halo Two. Yeah, one of those two. Uh, as far as too many, there is no such thing as too many. If you love it, play it. I mean. Graham would say that there's a such thing as seeing a movie too many times, and I would disagree. Yeah, like twice. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Are you saying that 200 times is too many? Yeah. Okay. All right, well, that's fair. I mean, we can all see things differently. So, no, I mean, seriously, like, if you love a game and you want to play it and it makes you happy, play it. It's, it's what it's there for. If it makes you more happy to play that than play something new, do it. All yeah. day. So maybe not all day. You got to sleep and maybe <laughs> work or something, but yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Spedis asked, if you could recommend any three franchises as staples for every gamer to try at least once, which three would you pick? Now, Graham, before I turn this to you, I'm, I'm not sure if he means like a new gamer or an experienced gamer. I'm going to go with ex- like, I'm going to take out the new gamer handicap. So it doesn't have to be really accessible. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so I'm going to... I'd like to take from each console if I could, but... So I'm going to go with uh, Legend of Zelda. Um, Those are great. Uh, The God of War. I'm a huge fan of God of War. And, okay, so the other one is not a console exclusive, but I'm going to say Fallout and a... A close one would be also Tomb Raider. And okay. I might and I might have missed one, so don't judge right. me. But right now that's my answer. Okay. So I will say Uncharted. And I will say Mario. Graham, what, what do you think my third one's gonna be? Halo. You are incorrect. Because uh, here's the thing, like with shooters, at some point they're all they all just go pew pew pew, you know. <laughs> like at some point, all the shooters are the same. The Halo story is fantastic. Bioshock. I love it. No, it's not Bioshock. It's World of Warcraft. What? Because that game has, and there was a time, Graham, where I played World of Warcraft till like three in the morning. And now, granted, that was like 10, 11 years ago. Yeah. But there was a time when that occurred. I tried it once for maybe a half an hour to an hour, and I never, mm-hmm. ever played it again. 
But I, Graham, I think that game was so instrumental to gaming in general. I think that game helped bring gaming into the mainstream. Do you remember when World of Warcraft would run the commercials where they have like celebrities that have World of Warcraft accounts? You know, like it was back in, I don't know, 2006, 7, 8 ish time. Yeah, probably and, not. Yeah, but they did. And I, I believe you. <laughs> yeah. And it helped bring gaming into more in the mainstream where we are today. It's influential on so many games that we see today in how games are played. That shared world, games as a service type thing, right? And I just, you know, I think you got to experience kind of where all that came from to to appreciate the, the advances that we made. So I think those three um, go a long way. I think, you know, PlayStation and... Naughty Dog excel in storytelling. In despite like Naughty Dog, I mean, and I, I know it's a super unpopular opinion. I don't think their gunplay is all that good. Their shooting mechanics are all that good, but their storytelling is phenomenal uh, through and through. And you know, Mario's Mario. It's one of the most iconic game franchises ever, and the most important game franchises ever. And then uh, I I can almost almost say the same for World of Warcraft. All right. Rum Mass. If you were going to do a podcast that wasn't about games, what would you want to talk about? Oh, mine would 100% be music. Music really? has okay. been a huge part of my life, and I can go on about bands and band members and that for a long time. Mm-hmm. So, so, Graham, easy. aside from... So, let, let everybody get to know you a little bit. Aside from Nickelback, who is your favorite band of all time? Oh. See, I can't dignify that with an answer because that be, you know, may be dignifying your, your question. We've already, by the way, everybody, we've already got Nickelback playlist set for Bluetooth in the car. Wow. Going from the airport to the Airbnb. I'm glad you told me that so I can invest in some earplugs. <laughs> or no, noise canceling headphones. There we go. Nope. Nope. Not allowed. They're just going to be like the Bluetooth buds, and I'm, I'm going to wear a nope. toque because I'm from Canada, and we, we wear toques all the time. Nope. So you, you you can't attack it's me on It's June my... in Los Angeles. It's going to be like 80 degrees. Yeah, no. but that that's my style. Uh-huh. So, you know, <laughs> no, <laughs> nic- no Nickelback. <laughs> I'll, jump, right. I'll jump into the car. So seriously, you know, I think a lot of our heart are, are like really dedicated, long-time listeners know who your favorite band is, but share with everybody. Well, I have a top three, so I'll go with my top three. Uh, It's Metallica, Tool, and Pink Floyd. Uh, Tool and Pink Floyd is a little toss-up between them. I have a lot of honorable mentions. You can ask me later, but Mm. I can go on. But there's so many great bands. They've been my top three for a long time. It's a band where I can listen through any album all the way through, front to back, no problem, anytime. Mm. Okay. Uh, Jay Buzz asked, favorite superhero? Yeah. Favorite superhero? My mom. <laughs> no. Mother's Day was last weekend. You I, don't I, have I, to say that, that anymore. I know. That would be a good Mother's Day one. It would. Um, my favorite superhero? I'm going to go with Batman, just because he doesn't have superpowers. And like he just does it all himself. And he, he doesn't need to be an alien or something like that. Mm-hmm. I like it. All right, so so you took my answer. Batman's always been my favorite. I I'll tell you the. So let me ask this, Graham. Let's turn it. So who's your least favorite? Like most boring superhero? And don't go like some obscure one. It's gonna be one of the big ones. Uh, can I say Green Lantern? 
Yeah, that I guess. Because I really don't know much about him. I, I know he carries a lantern around. <laughs> Doesn't sound that exciting <laughs> to me. Okay, mine is actually Superman. Really? Yeah, because Superman to me is not compelling. He's too pure. He's too like truth, justice, American way type of thing, you know. And he's not flawed in any way. And there's only one way to really hurt him. And somehow that's always conveniently available, even though it's from across the universe. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not compelling. Like, there's so many ways to get to Batman and impact him. Because Batman's a super flawed character to begin with. And I could even argue that Captain America is a much more flawed character than superman yeah i see that because i can actually make the argument that in civil war graham captain america was wrong <laughs> yeah i mean you can make that argument right so but yeah i would definitely go with batman always been my favorite always will be okay uh all right who among us uh asked mortem gaming who among us has the worst poker face and we'll know this, like, in person, I guess, in a few weeks. But for now... We've <laughs> never seen his face. For, not in person. For now, like, the... Uh, who's the easiest to get riled up? I can say quickly? Steven. Yeah, he is. He's, uh... <laughs> we'll sometimes just say something just to get him going. <laughs> so, yeah. And I do feel like he wears his emotions much more on his sleeve. Um, and that's fine. So, he's going to think we're, like, picking on him here. We're not. <laughs> we're really know. not. Yeah. All right. Um, you know, Graham, I'm going to ask it, because every week it seems like we get, like, a Desert Island question, and, like, whatever. I'm just going to ask. Uh, Nick asks, if we were trapped on an island and had to eat one of us, two of us had to eat the other one to survive, who would it be? And since he's not here, yeah. this will be picking on him. I'm going to say Steven. Uh, I'm going to agree with you too. Um, yes. All right. For probably for my own sanity more than anything. <laughs> okay. I, I like, there'll probably be like a crate of food over there still. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I, I'll just save that for later. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's see. Uh, I'm going to try to find us one more because we can't end on that. Okay, here we go. This is actually a good gaming question. All right. With the release of the Xbox Sad, having their price point kind of missed the mark, how much faith do you have in the pricing of Microsoft's new consoles? And what do you think the final cost will be for consumers? So I think we've hit on the, pri the price point we predict. Right. How much we think it might be i think we we kind of range between five and six hundred dollars yeah for that anaconda right the the super high powered one yeah i think steven speculated it might be as high as 700 which i would be really disappointed in but i could see somehow happening yeah now now is a quite part program where how confident are you given what they charge for the the sad how confident are you that they're going to get the price points right on this one I I think they will, and like if they're gonna be charging seven hundred dollars, like to me, wow. When you say that, it's like that's not that bad. But I convert that to Canadian, it's like wow, that's really expensive. Yeah. And yeah, like sure I currently own an Xbox One X, like it's gonna be really hard for me to justify spending that kind of money 
to like it'd probably be a substantial no, upgrade, but it, but it's not a mind blowing mind. Yeah. Yes, it will be. Yes, it will. A mind blowing <laughs> upgrade. Yeah, because it by all accounts the the highest Xbox con- the best Xbox console is going to be the best console on the market that we've ever seen. Yeah, but I and don't. The PS the PS Five is going to be significantly better than the X. Yes. And the new Xbox will be better than the PS5 by what we've heard. Now, I'm not stating that as a fanboy. I'm just saying by what we've heard. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be significantly better. Okay, I mean, no, you're going to buy it. Don't, don't you tell know me. you are. If I have the money, maybe. <laughs> but I'm not going to go broke over it. Let's put it that way. All I, right. I, I doubt I'll, it's going to break it. I'll be so, content with my 1X. Here, here's where I stand on it. I have a little bit of confidence because we keep saying like, oh, they'll do the right thing this time. But we keep saying that. And then, you know, we, then we say it the next time and the next time. This will be the time that they get it right. They've learned from their mistakes. I'm not so sure about that. I think the right thing to do is charge $500 for it. I think I can easily see them charging $600. I don't think they'd go as high as seven. I really don't. No. Like $700 is... To, the, the PS3... Charged six hundred dollars for the eighty gig hard drive edition in two thousand and six, and I think to go any higher than that would be a problem. So I think you keep it there at the most, but I think the smart play is to do it at five hundred. That's just me. All right. Anything else, Graham? Before we get out of here? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> I. I... <laughs> I could pick a fight, but I'm not going to pick a fight. We're, we're good. Why are we picking a fight? No, no, no. It, it's, it's good. No, I uh, I can say you say your spiel. and Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. That, everybody, is it for questions, and that's going to do it for episode number 159. And we'll be back next week with episode 160, Graham, which means E3 is almost here. So... Just around the corner. Yeah, it is. Before we take off, though, it, we'd love to have you join the community on Facebook. The Gaming Hub forum is there on Twitch, TXH Gaming Hub on Twitch. From either of those places, you get a link to our Discord. Join there, take part in the conversation, have a good time with the rest of the community, uh, which has grown a ton in the last year. We anticipate growing even more once E3 hits, so please come be part of that. If you want to help support the community, we'd love to have you do that. Uh, head on over to Twitch. Like I said, TXH Gaming Hub. If you're an Amazon Prime member, you get a free Twitch Prime sub use every single month. If you choose to spend that on us, we'd really, really appreciate that. It helps us get better equipment, do better content, and do better giveaways for our community. If uh, if you don't want to go through Twitch, but you still want to help support us, you can go to Patreon, patreon.com slash gaming hub. For as little as $2 a month, you get exclusive content. Uh, like, we're going to have a ton of content for E3. We're going to have, uh, we've been doing Game of Thrones specific episodes for patrons, things like that, movie reviews, things like that. That should get time exclusivity too for $2 a month. For as low as $5 a month, you get all of that plus at least one entry monthly into a giveaway just for patrons, which we'll be doing next week here on the show for $60 in gift cards to the console of your choice. All right, Graham, that's going to do it for episode 159. We'll be back next week with 160. Until then, have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care, everyone. Love you, Stephen. Miss you, Stephen. Bye. (laughs) Bye.